Hey, this is Khalil Ekelona, host of No More Normal. Today and for the rest of the legislative session, we'll be bringing you short daily updates on everything going on in the Roundhouse. It's a part of our joint project, Your New Mexico Government, brought to you by funding from the Thornburg Foundation. Here are our partners with New Mexico PBS with today's highlights and rundown. Thank you very much, Khalil. This is Kevin McDonald, executive producer at New Mexico PBS. And this is your final Your New Mexico Government update for the 2021 legislative session. Or is it? We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But it is true, the 2021 60-day legislative session ended on Saturday at noon. I'm not sure if you would call it a flourish or not, but there was a lot of activity right up until the last minute. And uh, the big news coming out of the end of the 60-day session was the legalization of adult-use cannabis did not make it over the finish line. We've talked a lot about this. There was five bills to start with, tons of scrambling amendments, back and forth, you name it. Uh, Eventually, there was an updated bill that was delivered to the Senate Majority Leader Peter Worth Saturday at about 7.30, he says, in the morning, so with less than um, six hours left to go in this session. And he decided that uh, with all the amendments and everything else he knew were coming, that it wasn't worth jeopardizing all the other bills they were trying to get through before the session ended. So we didn't let it come to the floor. But Governor Michelle Luan Grisham, who held a press conference not long after the session ended, also issued her own press release as well, indicating she will, in fact, call a special special session to get recreational cannabis over the finish line. She says the framework is in place. They just needed a little more time and that New Mexicans who overwhelmingly in public opinion polling are in favor of the legalization of adult use cannabis shouldn't have to wait another year for that to get done. She's put a target date of around March 31st for that special session. Uh, So again, we will be up at the roundhouse keeping track of that for you. Uh, The governor also said she didn't rule out adding other things to the agenda for a special session, but uh, it was too early to say for sure. Uh, But again, a special session coming uh, at the end of this month or early in April to finish up adult use cannabis, which had uh, come a long way during the session, as we said, morphed from the start with about five different bills, but there are still some things to be um, Resolved, including plant count limits, whether or not that should happen, license limits, whether or not that should happen. And another big one seems to be the social justice issues tied up in House Bill 12, expungements of past uh, drug convictions, those sorts of things, if they should all be in one bill or split off into a couple. Uh, But the work now begins towards the special session and getting that done, and they will want to keep that to a minimum as any special session, as you probably know, costs about $50,000 a day. And so, um, again, that is on the horizon. Governor says it shouldn't have to wait for this to get done. It's something we've been working on for several years, and it was close. Just time ran out, so that's what she's going to do there. Republicans, on the other hand, have complained and say that um, she's just going to have a special session because she didn't get something she wanted 
Uh, but the governor did point out, was very careful to point out that this is not just a way to extend the session. It was a unique situation where this one particular thing really just ran out of time. So much more to come on that. Uh, so let's recap some of the big items that did make it through the legislative session for you. Uh, one of the last things through was the paid sick leave, the healthy workplace uh, bill. This is House Bill 20. You'll remember it requires private employers to offer paid sick leave. And this one had um, led to a lot of fireworks late last week over a fight over whether or not public employees should be in this as well. But uh, Senator Mimi Stewart was able to take that out of the bill. And so it's just really private employees now. And it did pass out of the House on a vote of 41 to 26 with just over half an hour left in the session on Saturday. So that came right down to the wire. Uh, other things that made it through, House Bill 55. This is something that um, good government transparency advocates have wanted for years. This is transparency, bringing transparency to the capital outlay process. Lawmakers will now have to tell the public and the taxpayers where they are spending their capital outlay allotments each year. So that's a big win for transparency. Uh, Senate Bill 304 was the sort of last-minute replacement for redistricting reform. You remember there were competing bills there, one that came out of a redistricting task force last year that had a slew of recommendations there. Uh, but Senate Bill 15 was the one that was making its way faster through the roundhouse but didn't have some of the key things uh, but Senate Bill 304 covers most of what that redistricting task force wanted, um, passed through at the last second. It does have an independent committee that will oversee it, uh, be headed by a reformer or retired um, judge. It will include public hearings to get input from the public. Uh, the um, commission that comes up with the redistricting boundaries will not be able to use party registration and other partisan data when creating the new boundaries. Uh, they will come up with maps to present to lawmakers who will then be able to vote or amend those uh, plans before selecting a redistricting plan. So almost all of what the redistricting task force wanted is in there. Again, now that is Senate Bill 304 passed through in the final hours. Senate Bill 160 is another one that uh, passed through in the final days. It would extend public financing dollars to district court judicial candidates. That makes us the first in the country to do that. Right now we do it with Supreme Court justices, but this would be at the district court level, so that made it through. We also passed some massive tax reform, some of the biggest tax reform uh, changes in nearly four decades. Of course, also uh, liquor license um, and liquor rule changes also this year. Uh, another big one for a lot of folks is House Joint Resolution Number 1. This is allowing us to tap a little bit more out of the land-grant permanent fund, about one and a quarter percent, up from 5% to 6.25% that will pay for early childhood education as well as some K-12 through education programs. That made it all the way to the governor's desk where she is expected to sign it. Now, a reminder there, this is a constitutional amendment, so when the governor signs it, 
All that does is set this up for a future vote for you, the voters, to decide whether or not we should do this as a state. So that will likely end up on the ballot uh, next November, November of 2022. Also, a wildlife trapping ban on public lands that passed by a single vote. We've talked about that. Um, That was a lot of emotional testimony on both sides of the aisle there. But in the end, it did pass by a single vote headed to the governor's desk. Okay, in total, 158 bills passed this year. Sounds like a lot. It's actually the smallest number in more than a decade. Do keep in mind, though, at least in the House of Representatives, each lawmaker was limited to a certain number of bills to try to uh, deal with the impacts of the COVID-19 virus. There was no limit in the Senate, though, but it did limit the total number of bills that was introduced in the House this year. So that may play a role in that. One of the big ones left off the table, big bills left off the table this year that we've talked about a lot over the last few weeks is predatory lending reform. We've been trying to cap the interest rates allowed on small loans in New Mexico. Right now it's at 175%. There was legislation in place to limit it at 36%, which the military and several other states do. That was amended uh, to allow for interest rates up to 99% uh, for loans $1,100 or less. There was a lot of back and forth on that. There's well documented the amount of lobbying money on this. In the end, this is one that ran out of time, which is unfortunate for a lot of folks in New Mexico who need these low interest loans um, in a pinch and has been well documented over time to really feed the cycle of poverty in New Mexico. Um, On the flip side, there are not a lot of other places like credit unions and banks that offer small loans to get people through uh, a tough month, for instance. So this is going to be an ongoing problem for New Mexico. I suppose there's always a chance that gets added back into the special session docket as well. But we will see as we get closer to that and the governor outlines her plans But that was one we wanted to make note of as something that uh, a lot of folks wanted to see happen. And it got changed and manipulated enough throughout the process that they couldn't come to agreement and it ran out of time. All right, that's your overview, 30,000-foot view of what happened at the end of the legislative session. Again, we'll be hankering down for a special session here within the next couple weeks. We'll see what's on that docket, but we know for sure Uh, cannabis and legalization for adult use will be there. The governor said she wants to get this done this year. So lots more to come, but that will do it for now. Until that special session, we hope you all a good day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will check back with you again soon. This has been a Your NM Government legislative update from our partners at NMPBS. I'm Namono host Kaliole Colonna. Before you go, leave us a review. It really helps us out. And a quick reminder to tune in this Sunday at 11 a.m. on KUNM 89.9 FM for a new episode of Namono.